podcast. I'm Luke. Welcome to Dear Mr. Fantasy. <laughs> we are recording live directly after the draft, folks. You guys didn't expect this. Everyone said goodbye. We said goodbye, but we didn't mean it. Uh, Dylan, how are we doing tonight? I feel pretty good, man. I went with my heart. I went with my gut. I made some moves that I'm usually playing a pretty conservative year in, year out, really following cheat sheets. This year, I just went on the fly, and I feel good. I love it, man. I feel like I did the opposite. I I took some swings, but really, it was all like chalk. It was get the best guy available at the time. I feel like I... I did enough mock drafts in the one position that I felt confident going into this as to who I was going to see, who I was going to take. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty hyped about that, but, um, yeah, so let's get right into it. So, um, our big boys, our bad boys and our sad boys, uh, in terms of drafting, um, Dylan, who are some of your big boys this week in terms of who drafted well? Um, well, you know, this is a tough one because I have to like quickly look at everyone. Yeah, because we literally just did the draft <laughs> yet. I'm putting you directly on the spot. <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Like the defending champ, I think came out strong going AJ Brown, Tyree Kill with the first two. I think both are wide receiver ones right out of the gate, you know? So that's tough. And I love the Justin Fields pick. I was targeting him a lot in mock drafts. He didn't fall. Um, he he went early this time around, so it was not in the cards. But I love the pick. Um, I think Doug had a pretty strong draft. I think it's a balanced team is what I like about Doug's team. You know, it's got Henry as an RB1. He's got Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Jalen Waddle. Damian Pierce is a respectable RB2. You know, he's got a nice tight end. Um, and that Tua Waddle stack, I I definitely enjoy. So um, I don't know. Those are the two that stand out to me right now. What about you? Mm. Uh, I'm loving Coop Theodology's draft right now. It starts off really strong like saquon cd josh allen calvin ridley who i'm really high on this year kenneth walker i love the dalvin cook pick um you know there's just uh i don't know that i i just i just love that team i was i think it was a calvin ridley pick that really pushed me over the edge on him um i think tony soprano had a good draft you know uncharacteristic of Tony Soprano. He's usually the um what how, how do you say this like sound of mind, you know, kind of fantasy drafter. And he took Patrick Mahomes like a bit early, earlier than you could probably get him. You know, there's there's other options there, but he he wanted his QB1. He had Jamar Chase. Jameer Gibbs in the third round is, you know. He had a good point. You know, you don't draft him at 12 for nothing. Ramon J. Stevenson, even after the Zeke signing, kind of reaches for Darren Waller in the in the sixth. Like, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, Darius Tony. I had my eye on Dalton Kincaid. He took him. You know, 
he had a he had a great draft. So those are my two for um for it. All right, and let's move on to our sad boys now. Um, who are your sad boys <laughs> of this draft that just happened about actually five minutes from <laughs> when I'm saying this now? Um I mean, I hate to pour salt into the wounds, but how can you not feel sad for Marx was right? Um, mm. kind of missing the Lamar Jackson pick. Um, yeah. I do, I do think again, everyone's teams are good, and it should be another competitive year. But DeAndre Swift, I will never love that man again after what he did to my team last year um so i'm not a huge fan of that pick um no aaron jones is is fine it's it's really gonna come down to like can mike williams and deandre hopkins stay healthy because that Mm -hmm. is gonna be a big issue for the starting lineup i mean um and then maybe one of his bench players hits but yeah, it, it was just a sad boy moment, a little bit bad boy moment. But Joe Burrow is a fine QB one, and um, you know you're gonna be fine, Joe. It's really it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a okay. What about you? Who's your? All right, I have I have two possible here. I'm gonna start with um our our second pick overall, who started out really strong. We had we had Steve come up with the second pick, just Jefferson, you know, that was the right pick that probably could have been the number one pick of the draft. Like nothing wrong with that. I feel like everything else after that is a major swing. I mean, Debo was great two years ago. We don't know what's going to happen this year. Joe Mixon just, uh, (laughs) just uh, was found not guilty. Um, of his legal charges so he is he is in the season but you know is he in is he in the season and then then this is where the swings happen Deshaun Watson George Kittle David Montgomery and then Justin Tucker in the 49ers defense back to back after in the seventh and eighth round so um that's where I get a little queasy is is taking those positions that early on um and then my other one was Frank. Najee Harris, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts. These are all swings. They could work out. This is why he, he wasn't who I talked about at the beginning, because they could work out. I mean, Kyle Pitts is great. DJ Moore is great. Najee Harris is great. But last year was a little tough for all three of those guys, really. Um, so those are my two possible sad boys because we don't know. We don't know. Anything's possible at this point. Definitely just possible. But I will say I want to add another sad boy. And I think we diverge on this sad boy here because I would say Tony Soprano was a sad boy because interesting picking Pat Mahomes that early, you look at the rest of the roster and I think he struggles with the, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is again 12th pick. Um, but in Detroit, a team that I don't know, they got David Montgomery there. That it's not like a clear set, he's gonna be an RB1. Brandon Ayuk, 
and Tyler Lockett are not the most, to me, exciting wide receivers to have there. And it's because you're going for Pat Mahomes in the second round. You're giving up a top spot right there where he could have filled in with a top RB1 um, or a, another wide receiver one to pair with Chase. So I just want to uh, I'm gonna say I'll uh I'll disagree a little bit with 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 that, but again, um I like the move, I like the boldness. Boldness is good. That's what we like to see. And we saw a lot of boldness. What were your like to you like what were your most bold moves coming out of this draft? I mean, again, going back to going back to Steve taking Justin <laughs> Tucker above the likeness of Chris Godwin <laughs> and plenty of others that were probably more uh, deserving of a draft <laughs> pick in that moment. Same thing with the 49ers defense. I made a joke about that right after the Justin Tucker pick, um, and he did it the next round. So I do appreciate the um, the commitment to the bit. Um, looking through this, any other? Yep, so Frank with Evan McPherson uh, before he took <laughs> like Antonio Gibson and like Russell Wilson. <laughs> Again, like just just a a wild swing, which you know, if you want to lock up a top three kicker, he ends up being a top three kicker. That's points on the board, man. Like sometimes kickers do, you know, do so much better than the guys that we're we're talking about right now. But um, I'm I'm looking through all these rosters because again, we're doing this immediately after the draft without knowing it. <laughs> Well, I hear what Anything. I think was a bold move and could really turn out well is the pick for Coop D-O-double-G taking Saquon at number six. You know, um, I over Eckler, um, over Chubb, right? So that was a bold move. Like, my opinion... Um, I love it because I think Saquon could outscore Eckler and Chubb this year. Like that's great. And go again, he's going with his gut there. He's a Giants fan. He's going with his heart. I love to see it. It's funny you bring that up, Dylan, because before Saquon goes Bijan Robinson. Again, above Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey. I mean, there were options. There were there were justified ADPs before Bijan Robinson goes number five overall. If you're going to, if you're going to say Saquon's a, a stretch there, I'm going to say Bijan's a stretch there. So I didn't want to bring it up because, you know, it was your pick, but. Well, I think the same, when I'm saying Saquon was a stretch, that's just a, stretch past his ADP. I don't think it was a bad play at all. Um, and neither do I do with Bijan. And, you know, both of them could be in the top three running backs at the end of fantasy this year. And that looks like a, a great pick. So it was tough in this year's draft. I think if you didn't have a top three pick, you kind of had to go and you were, you know, in that a four to eight range. I think you had to go running back. That was like your best play, especially in standard, like forget about it. Um, 
chasing touchdowns and running backs give you the best opportunity to. So um, I kind of went with the excitement, the fun level, and I just like cross my fingers and hope nothing, nothing goes wrong there. Cause that's kind of the linchpin of my team. You know, it's all going to ride on that, but yeah, that but is, I think, that is it. I think that's that strategy. And I, a lot of us kind of follow with that running backs were flying off the board early and wide receivers were the ones that were dropping. I mean, we saw Christian Watson yeah. drop like 20 spots or something nuts, which again should always happen because he was, I think his ADP was 41 on ESPN. Like that's, that's far too high for him, but we can, we'll, we'll get to that later in this series of podcasts. I just want to point out that you 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 had some funny you had two first round picks so there so two your two first picks were B. John Robinson and then Travis Etienne Jr. You swung so hard on this. Yeah. What was your thought process going into Travis Etienne Jr. over the likes of like Joe Mixon and like Jameer Gibbs? Uh, Aaron Jones. I'm trying I mean, to like, go through, it's, it's all about the excitement factor. It's like the bit, like who's going to be a home run for me this year. That was kind of my mindset, especially early on in the draft. And overall, I think the Jags are going to have a really good offense this year. So I'm trying to be invested in it. And to me, I just love the excitement of the Robinson ETN combo. I mean, will it work out? I don't know. I have no idea, but it was something where it's like I could go with Joe Mixon with Aaron Jones. To me, they just seemed a little bit boring. I, I was ready to change it up a little bit this year. I like it. Honestly, I mean, it, it's it's bold. It is bold. You uh, <laughs> are the poster boy for our bold picks of, of this draft. Um, still can't believe Justin Tucker went right behind Javante Williams and before Tyler Lockett. I'm looking at that right now live. <laughs> and that is insane. J.K. Dobbins, Dalvin Cook goes after Justin Tucker. Oh, my God. I'm never going to get over this. Um, man. What a fun time. What was your, before we go, what was the reasoning behind the number one overall pick? Why did, how did you settle eventually on McCaffrey? Uh, you know, I've been, I've been locked in for a little bit of time with the CMC pick. Um, it's hard to say. Cause I, as a Packers fan can never draft Justin Jefferson, you know, and I, I love him. I think he's a great player. I just can't, have him on my fantasy team um, or like elect to have him on my fantasy team like this early on um, in good faith. Like I do believe in my Packers. It's love time, baby. We're, we're in it. Like we're in a new era. We're happy. Um, but CMC uh, it's his first off season with the team. He, he joined the team, you know, halfway through last season. Like I think, there's more integration here. Like I think he's finally, I don't know. I, there, there's something about the off season with the team that gets me more excited because he was so overutilized last season. I mean, like he was utilized as a thrower. He was utilized as a runner and as a catcher. Uh, 
So I think with the full offseason, he can have a bigger year than he had last year. And he was like one of the safer picks last year. And to me, like I, I love upside, but I like upside later and I like safety early on. So I think Christian McCaffrey is one of the safer picks. Um that's a bit that's a bit of a interesting statement saying you like safety early on, but then picking Jonathan Taylor with uh with a second pick or whatever that yeah, it was it was hard not to at that point. I mean, like <laughs> he he dropped to me in the end of round two. I could have had him at the beginning of round three, you know. It's like I I said I liked upside later, but like when you have the I think he was supposed to be the, the first overall pick last year. He was the number one running back two years ago. You take him at the end of round two. I mean, he's he's not that much older. Um we're we're drafting early. This is the whole thing. If we were drafting Labor Day weekend as we usually do, you know, things are settled. Jonathan Taylor goes earlier, he goes later, but right now we're drafting on August 17th. And uh it is an upside pick, you know. I, I made sure to grab a running back in round four, just in case. I was prepared, I knew what I was doing uh, there, but um I had to try. I don't know. I just wanted to uh, see what would happen. You know, having two RB1s could be cool. No, I am with you on that. I like the pick. Um, again, that feeling of having two RB1s, I think, in especially in standard, just you feel a lot more confident in the roster. And so whatever means to get there works. Um and yeah, I mean, we play week one, which will be interesting. That will make for some. We do no shit. I didn't even see that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so oh, so we can shit. we can talk a little shit about that. It's gonna um, be fun. <laughs> I mean, D- Jack Prescott, he could bounce back this year. He did lose his offensive coordinator. Who knows what's that? I know. Yeah, that was that was a tough one to decide on. Actually, that was that was pretty scary. Um, but you know that's why I took Anthony Richardson later on as a safety upside backup. But um, yeah, terrified, terrified of Dak Prescott. But and I, um, Aaron Rodgers did well with McCarthy. As much as I hate to say that, there's a chance that Dak Prescott does well with McCarthy on the call. So, and he's got weapons. He does, dude. Brandon Cooks is on that team now. Jesus, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, like that's it's kind of scary. It's good, Michael Gallup, man. It's there you go. Michael Gallup actually being healthy now. Yeah, it's great. I think you got your tight end scooped up too, though. Uh, I did. Yeah. I want a Dalton kid, but you know what? Didn't happen. And that's okay. You know, that's all right. Um, It'll be interesting. I think, I think you have, again, it's going to depend on where Jonathan Taylor, like what happens there. If, if these lineups go at each other, I mean, of course I don't have Alvin Kamara. He's going to be suspended. So, yeah. Um gonna have to 
throw in like J.K. Dobbins or something and hope for something to happen. So I don't know, kind of a toss up because I have the advantage in the tight end. And I would say I have a slight advantage in the QB as well. Um, so we'll know more. We'll know more as we get closer. We to start yeah. predicting the rest of these matchups as well. Well, uh, that was our immediate reactions um, to the draft. Uh, this is Dear Mr. Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Connor. That's Dylan. And uh, we'll see you week one, folks. Bye-bye.